Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Find Me in a Book podcast. I'm your host, Tav. This is episode eight. We're already at episode eight. It's been a couple months since I've been doing this podcast and I've loved every single episode and I hope you have too. I hope this is enough that you can binge on these and kind of get a sense of what we're going to talk about in the different episodes. I'm just excited to be here with you guys. So today's episode is going to be on the Secret Keepers series which um, there's four books in the series and I loved every single one of them. I want to start doing ratings in these episodes as well, especially because if I just say like, oh, I really liked it. It was so good. That doesn't really tell you guys very much of anything. So I want to start doing some ratings so then you can kind of compare if if that's what you do. I mean, I, I do. I compare people's ratings and say like, okay, this person did like a six out of 10. Oh, but this person said like an eight out of 10. Like, okay, what's it compared to with this book? And and kind of go off there. It, it helps um, narrow down the search on what you re- want to read next. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully it, it helps you that way. So this series, I would give, uh, I'd give like a seven or eight out of 10, depending on the book. Because the first book, yes, is very good. It is quite a quick read though so you don't get much yes there is world building in it but there isn't enough character building in it for my liking I like them to really go deep into the characters with the background I want to just feel like I know them in real life and with at least the first book I didn't get that but for the next books after that which are they're all very much involved and you do have to read the first one to read the next ones even though the main characters are different in them they're all just very connected in this world and they're all like these overlords you'll learn later on and they all have the same end goal as well so that's why they're working together and you need to Uh, read the first one. So yes, after the first one, it gets better and better and better so that you do learn each of the characters better. So the first book is called House of Darken. And yes, it is part of the Secret Keeper series. It is by Jamin Eve. um, And this book was released in 2018. So it's been a couple years since it's been out, which is kind of nice because then we don't have to wait for more books. It has all four books already released. So It makes it way better. Um, This series is like a fantasy paranormal romance story. So it's like upper young adult. It has a a couple curse words, not very much. I think I did like a quick skim and I think there was like two F words and that was it like of swearing at all. So um, but yes, very, very light cursing and some very like non-detailed sex slash toast. I call it toast. Um, some very non-detailed scenes and like references. So it doesn't really happen until like the end of the first book. Um, and even then there's like no details. Kind of like last week's episode where there were no details, but you knew what was happening. That's how it is in this one. But there is some good like kissing scenes and it's great. As for the mother-sister standard, yes, my sister read them immediately after I did. And I I think I've I've had this book or these series for a couple years and and we've read them a lot during the years and reread them. They're just a great series to read. And I would like my mom to read them. I think she would really like them, but I don't think she ever would because 
yes, the fantasy paranormal is just not her thing. Which at this point, you're probably wondering, okay, what is your mother's thing? Like, what kind of books does she like? And I don't know if I've ever mentioned what she does really like, but she likes the historical romances. Like, she loves, like, the Highlander books, like, over in Ireland and Scotland. One day I want to take her to Scotland and Ireland because she is obsessed with, like, the historical. And she is a very, very mild reader with, like, the actual scenes. Very mild on that, which isn't a bad thing. Um, But sometimes I'm like, Mom, you got to start reading a little bit of spicier stuff because there's some really great books out there with spicier scenes. So if there is spicier scenes, I don't know if she skips them or if she reads them. I mean, she can keep it a surprise. But yes, she does like more of the historical romances, which is fine. They're just not my cup of tea, but I do read them. I read all genres of romance, but I don't ever reach toward her. So I guess you could say we're the opposite. Okay, let's get into this book. Little synopsis, then we're going to talk afterwards. Um, We're going to get to know this character. We're going to get to know the world first. Um, That's what kind of makes it a little bit difficult to do a podcast on fantasy because I feel like I, I have to put so much detail or tell you guys so much detail so that you can like form the world in your head, if that makes sense. So I'm going to try and do that the best that I can, but still keep it pretty brief so that you're not like, okay, like, come on, because then you'll want to read this book and you'll want to read the rest of the series because I'm not going to do a podcast on the other books. So sorry, but I want you to read these and I want you to read the rest of the series too. So I'm only going to go over this first book and it's going to be pretty brief. So with saying all that, let's get into it. So our character, her name is Emma, and it opens up when she is in the car with her guardians, and we learn that her parents died about eight months ago in a fire, and her parents' friends, Sarah and Michael, who are now Emma's guardians, took over like guardianship of her, and they've moved a lot. Uh, we learned that Sarah and Michael are like supernatural hunters, you could say, <laughs> so They heard a lot of stories from Emma's parents. So they start to get into like the supernatural and the phenomenon of that. And so they saw a lot of different signs all of a sudden and like different things happening in Astoria, Oregon. So they head over there. For some reason, the opportunity to rent this house came up all of a sudden. So everything was very suspicious. But So they moved to Oregon And they follow the address and it takes them to this neighborhood that's called Daylight Crescent. And so it has like this guard house and everything. They're very like are very confused because they're like, how much was this house? Where did you find this house? Like, why are we in this neighborhood? So they go through this neighborhood and on the left side are these beautiful, huge houses. And on the right side are very, very dirt, gross shacks. (laughs) like they they're very very bad conditioned houses and so they're confused and and the guard tells them like okay there's one rule and you don't cross the road you don't go over to their side like you stay on your side you stay in your own business like don't 
don't talk to them. They unpack what little they have. They only have like a suitcase each and just because they're very poor and just have moved around a lot for this interest of superstition and supernatural. So they unpack and then Emma decides to go and explore the town and that's where she meets Kara, which Kara is is a normal friend. And she asks her like, oh, where are you going to school? And Emma tells her like, oh, Starlight's Prep. I got a scholarship there. And Kara's like, oh, yeah, okay, like, I'm a scholarship kid, too. So the next day, Sarah and Michael leave. They're going on this little trip to explore more of these signs. And Emma goes to school with Kara. And Kara explains that at the school, there are the elite and there are the non-elite. And the scholarship kids in certain groups are not elite. And then as she's, like, explaining the whole dynamic of the school, like, some cars pull up and... These guys get out and that's when she's like, oh, like those are the Darken boys. And we have Lexan, Marcel, and Jero. Um, so they they all go to their classes and she is in a history class and that's where she learns that they're going to be going over the history of the town and that the founding families are the House of Darken, the House of Royal, House of Lights, and the House of Imperial, which if you look in my Instagram, those are what the other books are called as well. So they go over like the founding families. After school that day, she gets home and her guardians are still gone. And it's been more than a day and usually they check in or or something or they're back. And so she starts to get really worried. She sees these cars pull into the house across the street from her. And she gets pretty suspicious. Like something is going on in this town. Like she can just feel it. And even at school she felt it. So she walks across the road. And she's no, she knows that she's not supposed to. But she walks across the road. And follows in through their gate. And sees them like walk in their backyard. And all of a sudden there's the like... I can't remember how it explained it, but like this big beam of tunnel of light or whatever. And she sees like a hand stick out and one of the boys like grabs the hand and all of a sudden there's this girl there and she like gasps, which in my head, I'm like, why would you gasp? Why would you gasp? They obviously are going to hear you. Why can you not be so like, I need you to not gasp. I need you to not bring any attention to yourself because obviously they're going to come to you. They're going to capture you. They're going to say like, what are you doing here? Like, hello, that's like spying 101 and I don't even spy. (laughs) So yes, that's what happens is that she gasps and they know that she's there and they take her and they take her into the house and they're interrogating her and they're like, what are you doing? Like all this different stuff and so she's like I need to find my guardians like I know something's going on something's suspicious like tell me tell me tell me tell me I'm like whoa girl like you have a lot of demands and you don't even know these people like they could be so dangerous like we know that they're not but like they could be so dangerous and so they're that's exactly what they're saying too like (laughs) girl like you don't even know us like why are you testing us and she's like well she's like Miss Bossy like something's going on They're like, well, humans can't know about us. And so Lexan, who's the oldest, he goes and calls like their council, I guess, and tells them about her and about the guardians. Meanwhile, they the other kids, I guess you could call them the other two boys and and the girl, they're all all of them are siblings. And they're kind of interrogating her like, oh, why are you here? Like, what's happening? And so she tells them like, they're supernatural hunters, you could call them. And they saw all these different signs that started popping up here. And one of the boys is like, 
that's impossible. Like, we don't have signs. There are no signs. Like, that's when she tells him, like, well, they did say that the signs all of a sudden appeared, like, despite them having, like, run a lot of different tests and a, a lot of different checks, like, multiple times throughout the area, throughout the years. And so that's, like, really suspicious. And Lexan comes back and he's like, the council wants us to keep an eye on you. Like, you have to stay here. And she's like, uh, no, I can stay across the street. Thank you very much. And he's like, nope, you got to stay here. Sorry. And so they make her stay the night. They all get up and get ready for school in the morning. But the council told them, like, you have to stay around her. Like, you have to protect her. Like, something is going on. Like, we know something is happening with her guardians and you need to stay with her. So all throughout school, all these people are like, oh my gosh, there's a normal person like with this group, like what's happening? From this point, you can kind of tell like the Darken boys. So they're of course the house of Darken. And then there are the other houses that go to this school as well. And there's always been like representatives, you could call them from all four houses that go to the school, but it's always been voluntary. The aliens, we're going to call them aliens. They're called daylighters. And there's a treaty between them and earth and like the humans And basically their world exists like parallel to Earth and um, their world is called Overworld. They go to school that day, they come back and they, she still has to go back to their house. And that's when Lexan gets a message from his dad saying like, hey, they're calling a council meeting. So like you have to come back home and you have to bring her. And so she's freaking out like, okay, I don't know you guys. And now I have to go to your world, a parallel universe. Like I have to go there. Like I I don't, I don't know what's happening. As they're getting ready to go to this other world, the sister is, her name is Star. So Star and Emma have become really good friends. I mean, it's only been a day, but they've become really good friends. And so Emma asks her like, do you guys die? <laughs> like just straight up asks her. And Star explains to her like, no, they're not immortal, but they do live a long life like they are young for a really long time and then they go through this like metamorphosis type thing and then they are adults for a really long time so like hundreds and hundreds of years because the worlds like overworld and the earth they're parallel to each other so they so their two energies of the worlds kind of overlap and they create this network and that's how they are able to kind of transport themselves between like there's this network or something and the daylighters have been crossing earth for thousands of years i guess and the energy not only is it connected to earth but it connects to a lot of different universes and worlds and um whichever ones that they're compatible with and i i guess earth is the most compatible with overworld and so like the treaty allows their network to be like powered from earth energy or like something to do with Earth. It says that, so like the leaders of America at the time, it was like a hundred years ago, I want to say is when this treaty started, that when they were doing this treaty, the overworld people um, gifted America like a a special piece of like their starlight stone, um, which is like a pretty sacred rock to them and very powerful. And it helped Earth too. Um, That was kind of like the treaty, I guess, Earth was having some pretty serious like weather, like earthquakes, tsunamis, tropical storms, which, hello, that sounds very familiar right now. Like, where are our aliens to help stabilize our like economy and environment? Hello, 
welcome. <laughs> so yeah, that's what happened. Like the stone was buried like near the equator and it calmed like the tect tectonic plate movements and halted like a lot of the dangerous weather. So that's kind of what happened with the treaty. Like they are able to take power from earth and it, in exchange they gave the stone and that helps with the weather. And so both are benefiting. So they go through the portal and Le Lexan is there with her the whole time. We'll just call him Lex. He's there with her the whole time. They make it to the house of Darken. The, there's the four houses and you could call the place that they're on like a country. And they have like they're each different territories. And then Overworld is even bigger than Earth. And um, but they're the territories or the countries aren't allowed to go to other countries, I guess you could say. I don't know why it's not allowed. They they never really go into it. And so they walk, they they get off this like transport, they they go through like the network, and that's how they like transport so they get to the house of darken and they they meet their parents like emma meets their parents they're very nice and she realizes that their house is made up the same made up of the same stone that she has on her necklace that she got from her mom when she was like younger and that's where they explain that it's a star's light stone and so she's like what like how would my mom have this and so they don't get into it yet but we'll get into it in a little bit um so then they start to talk about how the treaty was formed that like the human government was pretty worried that one day um, the daylighters would decide to take the stone back. And so because they knew that the daylighters were more powerful if it came down to war and they wanted like some reassurance, which makes sense. So they, they came up with a treaty that one of the daylighters would bury the stone, but there would be like a secret group of humans that would know the location also. There was about a 100 humans that were like hand selected to be told about like the treaty and then for those hundred years four who were pregnant at the time were given like an additional task so the soon-to-be offspring would become the secret keepers of the stone's location and they birthed their children in the world one in each of the houses all had to be born in the same year so that they would be bonded to each other and to the lands um, and together the four can lead someone to the location of the stone um, so these four, like the offsprings, they're called secret keepers and they are supposed to check in like every 200, they call, they say 244 days, which is very specific. And the first family missed the last check-in. And so they're starting to piece this all together in order to find the stone, the first secret keeper, the person who is like seeking them, um, they would have to get like the location of the map and then the blood and that would lead to the second location or the second person like secret keeper and then that one would lead to lead to the third to the fourth and then that would come all together and show where the stone is so someone they're realizing that someone is seeking this map uh that night emma has another dream she's been having nightmares ever so often of the fire that her parents were in, which she was in that fire as well, but somehow she got out. She doesn't remember how, she doesn't remember who, like no details. She just remembers waking up and she was outside of the house. And so she, she dreams of the fire and just different details keep 
popping up the more that she dreams about it. So she wakes up. She's in distress. Lex is there. He, like, comes to her. They, like, have a nice cuddle, and it's really great. And so she asks, like, okay, is there any house that's tied to fire like and he tells her like the house of imperial is tied to fire and they control like the land beneath like the underworld kind of like the greek mythology their land is the land of judgment so your soul is going to be judged at death and depending on what it's found like you can either be reborn um, or go into the cascading justices which is like this I believe there's five levels of judgment that you can go through. So he explains that more. And and so they start to get suspicious, like, okay, the overlord was just killed by his brother, who is Laos. And Laos wanted to send the overlord miners, which are the the offsprings of the overlords. And, and I don't know if I explained this, but the overlords are basically like the kings of their houses. And they each have a son and or the firstborn it could be a woman and they're called an overlord minor and that's what lex is and usually these kings are all pretty much enemies some are allies they just have a lot of contention but these four boys grew up together and so they became friends but they're just friends in secret so that their families like don't fight or anything so they are all they meet together those boys like secretly that night as well like lex takes Emma with him and they are talking about like what is happening and that's when Daniel who is the house of imperial tells them about Laos and um, the killing of his dad and he and Laos wanted them to go to earth and that's how he like was starting to do this plan so they're very very suspicious of him because um, he was very shady and Daniel was actually supposed to be like the overlord but somehow Laos did something, so now he's overloaded. Anyways, he's the bad guy. I'm just going to tell you straight up, he's the bad guy. So he's planning to get these secret keepers so that he can find this map and destroy the treaty. That's the whole premises. So the next day is when the council wants to do this whole big meeting, and they called all of the territories together. And there's like this fight in there, and I don't know, it doesn't say really what they're fighting about. And so Emma kind of like backs away and she's kind of in the background. And then, of course, she gets kidnapped, which come on, girl, like be aware of your surroundings. Like, even though this is a story still, I want this to be the message of the podcast. Always be aware of your surroundings. Don't get kidnapped. I mean, I know you can't really help getting kidnapped, but you can surely fight like just be aware of your surroundings. And this girl is not. And that's, I mean, she's an okay main character, but I don't know. I just got a lot of beef with her. Okay, so she gets kidnapped and she wakes up in this like weird room, like experimental room. And Laos is there. He introduces himself. They figure out the whole plot. Like he wants this location. She doesn't know because she doesn't know that her necklace is actually going to lead them to the second one. So she's like, I don't know. And then he brings out her guardians and she's like, oh my gosh, I'll do anything. She's like, I'll promise. Like they have to go home safe. They have to do this. Like they'll be completely safe. And then I'll tell you the location. And so he's like, okay. And then so they leave. But then she's like, I really don't know the location. And he's like, well, sucks to suck. And I think he like leaves or something. And then one of the guards like is really mad at her. Um, Just thinks she's like a garbage person because she's a human 
And so he takes her and he pushes her off of this like platform into the cascades, which are the five levels of hell, basically. So she like lands in this tree, but like breaks something. I don't know if she breaks something, but she's really hurt. So she gets up and she kind of like passes out and wakes up. And then Daniel is there actually trying to help her. And he's like, yeah, Laos is probably looking for you now, but I can get you through like one of the levels and then we're gonna have to wait like I'm, I'm gonna be waiting on someone so she's like okay so they get through the first level and then she takes a nap she wakes up and then Lex is there and so they're coming up with a plan and he like takes her aside and they have like this big long like discussion and everything and then he kisses her for the first time and it's very cute and I love it and then Lex explains more about like the network and how it's like an energy grid which spans across all of the overworld, um, just connecting everything. And it, it runs below their land and it flows between like the magical elements. So in Darken, it's like the stone of their mountain, like their city is in like this big mountain. And then the Imperials have the Cascading Justices and then Royale have a current through their, they call it Legretto, which is basically like the water. So they are like the mer people. I can't remember what they do call them, but they... They have fins, everything like that. And the energy for the lights is through like their forests and like all of them are connected. And basically the lights, those are the people that they actually turn into trees, which is so cool because it's like the ends, I think it's what they're called with like Lord of the Rings, like that kind of. So they get their power and energy through the trees. So he explains like their world a little bit more and they are going through like all five levels. It's very difficult a, a ton of different like information through there and it's very interesting they are able to make it out barely and they go to this council and everything and the council is aware of what has happened now they like tell him and so they like banish Laos which is, he's basically in hiding anyways because he's trying to find the second secret keeper and he knows that they know so Daniel becomes the overlord and that's when Emma realizes as well that she lost her necklace and she thinks that it was she like got in a scuffle with Laos before he like left and she got pushed off the ledge. Um, so she's thinking that that's when he like took the necklace like he always knew that that's how to get to the second location. And that's when the council members confirm it that they needed the starlight the starlight's stone and her blood. And that's how he's going to find, like, the next person. Um, so they, everything kind of settles down. They are just trying to track Laos at this point. So they're like, okay, like, you guys go back to school tomorrow. Like, we'll keep you informed on what needs to happen. So that's what they do. They go back to school and everything's fine. And then about a month later is when um, Daniel rushes over to them and he's like, hey, they found her. The next secret keeper is in New Orleans. And because it has to do with like the House of Imperial, like I'm going to go and get her. Like I'm going to go find her before Laos does. Um, we were able to like find her location before he, he does. So I'm going to go get her. And so they're like, okay, yes, like and bring her back. Like let us know what we can do. And that's where it segues into the second book. So they are pretty quick reads. They're interesting. I enjoy these because it's another world that I've never heard of. Like, yes, I've read a lot of different books on like fae and vampires and like demon hunters, just lots of different books like that. But 
I really like when they come up with their own world. So these are like the daylighters. And so they're they're a different breed, I guess you could call it, of aliens. But those are kind of my favorite because they are more creative and I'm more interested in that world. So that was the first book. And I highly, highly, highly recommend the other books to read them. And I believe they're all free on like the Kindle Unlimited app, which I think I mentioned it in the first episode, um, but I get most of my books off of Kindle Unlimited. I just have like the Kindle app and I go in there and it's basically borrowing books until you read them and send them back and then you can get some more books. And that has saved me so much money. And so I definitely recommend doing that. This book was great. The main character, I said earlier that I have beef with her because I have a hard time when main characters are clumsy. And I mean, I know it's like a fact of life. Like there's a lot of people that are clumsy. I get it. But like, I feel like it's more and more common that these main characters are defiant and They're trying to be independent, which is fine, but just how they're like portrayed, it just makes them seem dumb. It's like, okay, stop tripping over everything. Like, that's cute that they catch you and then they like have their hands on you. Like, cute, yes. But also like, get your shit together. Like, wear different shoes. Be aware of your surroundings and don't try to like be misindependent. Like, if they know better and if they tell you or like the people around you tell you like hey stay here and you're gonna be safer then do it because if you don't that's how you get into these sticky situations and then yes of course I know that it's like they do that on purpose because then there's like more story to go off of but it's like okay like you don't always have to try and be the hero like let someone else save you like that's okay Like, be the damsel in distress, but not in too much distress that it's frustrating. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I just have really high expectations for, like, the heroine and, like, the hero. I just have a lot of high expectations, and I need them to act in certain ways. I do like the broody men, though. Like, I like a good, like, not really mean enemies to lovers, but more like very reserved and very much like protector and then all of a sudden he like starts to be more affectionate and I don't know have you guessed I mean with the different podcasts that I've done most of the guys have been that way I mean a couple of them haven't of course but like some of them have and I don't know if you've noticed that but that's kind of my favorite thing but the clumsy like heroin is not my favorite thing I do like when they're smart and they think for themselves. It usually ends up okay. Like, I understand that. But I am very picky. And another thing that I have a preference, but also a lot of times it doesn't matter. But I do like when they are just, like, from the girl's point of view, if that makes sense. Like, the book's that have the girl and the guy's point of view aren't my favorite but I will read them because I mean usually they're great but I just relate so much more when it's just the girl like and I think it's called I don't know like first person right when she's like oh I did this I did this you just so I just associate with that more where I'm like oh yeah I did that like I put myself in the story And when it goes back and forth to be 
between a girl and a guy. And I'm like, I'm not a guy. I don't know what he's thinking. Like, yes, it's telling me what he's thinking, but I don't, I don't like this. Like, I don't want to know his thoughts about this girl. Like, I like to be in suspense. I like to be in surprise. I don't know, want to know what they're thinking. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but those are my thoughts. I can tell you that the other girls in the other three books are not like the girl in the first book, are not like Emma. Honestly, they're better. <laughs> I know that sounds awful, but Emma just barely went through a tragedy eight months in. And I feel like these other girls, from what I remember, have gone have gone through that tragedy or a tragedy way longer. And so they are more independent, they're stronger, and they just think for themselves more. I know, I'm I'm doing so much hate towards Emma, and I don't hate her. She's a good girl to start with, but I really think that you're going to like the girls and even the guys, because we didn't really even get to know Lex very much in this book. Like, there wasn't a lot of detail about him. But as the other books go on, like, you learn more about the guys and the girls. And that's why I want you guys to keep continuing to read these books. Also read the first one because I didn't go through a lot of the details. But yes, I recommend these books. Also, it's going to be Christmas break or like vacation, whatever you want to call it, like New Year's. It's time for you guys to read. And I want to give you all the suggestions. So definitely make sure to follow me on Instagram because I'm going to I'm going to try to be posting more, especially more recommendations on books, because this is the perfect time to read, especially in January. January is so depressing, and unless you really like to do winter things, which I don't do that, I don't leave my house in the winter, and also I don't leave my house in the summer. I'm just very much a homebody. That's why I like reading. It's perfect. But if you don't have anything to do really in the winter, and January, because there's no like holidays, I don't think, in January... When is Martin Luther King Day? I think maybe that is in there. But January just seems to be the most depressing month. So why not have a list of books that will get you through it quicker, you know, and they'll make you happier. You you can escape to a different world and get your like serotonin. Is that what it is? Uh, get your energy from there. I mean, that sounds like a win-win to me. Thank you guys for listening in. I'm hoping that you like this new format where it's more of a discussion and less of a detailed report of what happens in the book. But let me know. I want to know what you what you guys think. Um, also, remember to follow me on Instagram. Anyways, I'm grateful for you guys. Thanks for listening again, and we will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>